Welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Ladies and gents, welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. My name is Omar Ramos. Joining me today is... Veronica Avila. How are you, Omar? I'm great. Long time no see. I know. We're glad to, to be here finally. Now I have a question for you. Mm. How often do you use social media? I don't know. Every day. Every day? About <laughs> how many times a day? About I would sure, say right? in the morning, midday... Uh, at dinner, at night, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it is what it is with me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're going to show you or we're going to learn together how to win the social media game. But before we do that, let's welcome a resident expert, Dr. Alicia Laos, clinical psychologist, CEO of Family Bridges and co-author of The Struggle Israel. Hello, doctor. Welcome, everyone. How about you, doctor? How many times a day are you on social media? Honestly. Three, four times a day. You really? Check it from here and there. Thank spot you so it. much for spot that. Spot it. Yeah, <laughs> spot it here and there. Spotted times, of course. Now, also to help us win the social media game, we have a special guest, Laura Tierney, founder and president of the Social Institute, four-time Duke All-American, Duke's Athlete of the Decade. Wow. And a former U.S. National Field Hockey Team member, she's been featured in countless articles and TV shows, helping teens and Olympians win the social media game. Very important nowadays. She also recently became a mother. Welcome, Laura. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Talk to us a little bit about the Social Institute. The Social Institute helps teens and tweens around the country use social media in positive ways. And we work with schools out there helping school faculty, parents, and the kids directly make thoughtful decisions with all things technology. And talking about technology and social media, of course, we want to dive into some interesting quick facts. An online study by SCG gathered data and responses from college and high school students about their social media behavior and usage. 88% of the students surveyed that the use of Instagram and Snapchat was a lot more popular than the use of Facebook. Snapchat, believe it or not, is the most valued or is most valued for keeping in touch with friends. So that's how our kids communicate. Our kids, I know I have a a middle schooler, and I know that Snapchat is very, very popular among them. Their average use is between 6 to 11 times a day. Wow. So how aware are parents of their kids' use of social media? We're going to go ahead and listen to our first kit that we have here for you guys. This is called Dottie's Stones. Geraldine! Oh, Geraldine! <sighs> Hi, Dottie. Well, hey. I didn't see you at the PTO meeting last night, so I wanted to make sure I dropped off one of these. Dottie's don'ts. What is this? Oh, isn't it something? Now that all our girls have smart cell phones, we need to be paying more attention to how they use them. That's where these easy-peasy little rules come in. I call them Toddies Don'ts. Isn't that cute? (laughs) There's a lot of don'ts here. Well, of course. I mean, you gotta be specific. So, I just thought if all the parents could look over and agree to abide by these don'ts, well, then everybody would be a whole lot safer. You know, with all the cyber stalkers and nudie photos out there, you can never be too careful. Dottie, I don't know if I agree with some of these. Oh? Well, like, which ones? Um, well, how about don't take your phone to school? What don't you agree with? That my daughter shouldn't take her phone to school. Oh, well... I just think that young children shouldn't be distracted by smart cell phones at school when they should be learning. I mean, what do they need them at school for anyway? You and me didn't have smart cell phones at school and we got along just great, right? 
Well, what about no using your smart cell phone camera? I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know about these, Dottie. I appreciate the time you put into this, but I think Mackenzie and I will just stick with our own roles. I trust my daughter. Famous last words. You know that older boy bagging groceries down at the food mart? Word on the street is he got fired from his big law job because he had so many party pictures online. His bosses saw him and cut him loose. That ain't happening to my little Cindy Lou, my little angel. You know, these don'ts aren't even really for her. She's not on social media. She doesn't even have a Facebook. <laughs> Dottie. No, seriously. I go through her phone when she's at school, so I would never... By the way, your daughter, does she have to post every meal that you cook for? I mean, most of them are out of the microwave. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind what? It's just, I thought you knew. You know, right? About your daughter's YouTube channel? YouTube channel? What YouTube channel? Do you have your smart cell phone? Yes. Do a search for Cindy Lou Redmond makes fun of her mom. Okay. <gasps> Cindy Lou! Cindy Lou, is that you? It can't be! Yeah. Oh, there's so many of them! Part three, part four, part five! Dottie, I see Mackenzie coming, Dottie. I, I should go. Part 27! I'll see you at the next PTO meeting, Dottie! Oh, Cindy Lou, Cindy Lou. Okay, so we're back, and we heard a very concerned yet naive mom, Dottie's, who's got a list of phone usage rules for parents and their kids, but apparently she has no idea that her daughter is way ahead of her since she has a YouTube channel and all that stuff. Dr. Alicia, can you kind of break down the scenario for us? You know, you can appreciate how nuanced parenting is nowadays. So on the one hand, you got to give it to Dottie, who's trying to have some rules. And we've talked about that. The tricky thing is that she got so focused on all the negative rule use that it obviously became very constraining. And one thing we've talked about in the past here is how sometimes kids have a double life. They know how to work the system. And that's clearly what happened here. She knows how to work the system. She was a, probably completely living a, a separate life that her parents didn't, didn't catch on to. And so I want to be empathic to parents who mm -hmm. find themselves in circumstances like that because they're doing the best they can. And then at the end of the day, you know, it's sneaky what's happening. The suggestion here is we do need to have some ways that we allow our children to use the phone or, or social media. The trick is when we say to our kids, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't mm -hmm. do that. And it's a long list of no's. In this case, it's social media, but it could be anything like just stuff at home. Mm -hmm. You know, don't play with the dirt. What are they going to do when they're little? They're going to go into play in the dirt. What you want to do is really create some rules about what it is that you, what's your vision for the future and a picture of what you'd like for them to be in the, in the future. Got it. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yes, you're having some rules, but create those rules more in a positive frame that is, doesn't feel as suffocating, if you will. So what kinds of activities do you want? You know, you, I want you as a child to grow up as someone who has strong sense of confidence and is able to do a lot of different things with your time. What keeps you from doing that? Maybe, you know, 24 seven being on the smartphone. Um, so you kind of have, phrase it that way. And mm -hmm. then, so I think it's how we position it for kids. But if it's just a long list of no's mm -hmm. and they know that they're, they're going to disappoint you 
if you're going to act, or they're going to be sneaky about it. And so we have to be careful as parents with that. Thank you for that. Laura, so obviously we saw that this my child would never do attitude is probably not the best to have. We can't deny that the kids are probably on social media somehow. So how can we guide them to use social media in a positive way? What do you guys tell parents when you go out there and talk to them as part of the Social Institute? The first thing that we talk to parents about is the idea that You know, kids are very much ahead of the game in technology, but the one thing that you can do as a parent is, I mean, you are the number one role model in your child's life and how you model high standards when it comes to any use of technology, whether that is Instagram or Snapchat or group texting or the idea of if you have your phone next to your bedside table or not, and it's keeping you awake at night, you model high standards. And so what we encourage parents to do is to sit down with your child, even, you know, before they get access to their own smartphone, or they're in, maybe they're in 12th grade, and they've been using social media for a while, sit down and talk about the high standards that you have as a family when it comes to technology. And this is when you start to share the do, right, that you all mm -hmm. were just talking about doing. This is when you talk about, hey, here's, um, let's talk about, you know, accepting friend requests and the boxes that you have to check in order to accept a friend request from someone. You change the conversation from don't accept a friend request from a stranger to, no, 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 here's when you should accept a friend request. Here are the do's around that. Um, another one is avoid uh, using technology maybe at certain times of the day. That could be when you're in a certain room of the house or it's a certain time when the family gets together. Another one, when we sat down with kids and said, what standards would you want your parents to have with technology? You want to know what they said? They were like, you know, we would tell our parents to put their phone away wow. when they're behind mm -hmm. the wheel. You're right. Because You know, all of us maybe know that moment when we get a notification <laughs> and we want to check it and we're at a red light. Right. Well, our kids are in the back seat seeing that standard being set by us. And so the first step is to model high standards for your child with technology. Put the phone away when you are driving. Give it to your kid and let them send a text or, or navigate. And rather than doing a tech contract, too, right, that's so old school. It's very like 2014, which is old school in social media world. <laughs> right. Um, but, but instead, like, create, we call it like a family standard agreement and you talk about these standards with your kid and here's the catch though rather than just your child signing it you the parent also sign it and you promise to live up to these high standards with your child it's a team approach it's not only your child committing to this it's a it's a family approach excellent Very insightful. Thank you very much. So we're going to go ahead and proceed and jump over to our next skit. I love our skits, by the way. They're amazing. <laughs> Great actors and actresses. Okay, this is called Screen Time. <laughs> That's funny. Bradley? Are you still awake? It's after midnight. I can't sleep. Hmm. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. Is it because... You're on your phone? Man, how'd you know? <laughs> it was either that or your DJ Khalid impression. It's, it's getting rather good. It's not DJ Khalid. It's DJ Khaled. <laughs> okay, thanks. Now, give me your phone. Just let me charge it up in the corner. We can charge it in the kitchen. 
But what if someone calls me? You can call them back in the morning. What if it's an emergency? That's what the house phone is for. But what if they don't know the house phone number? They can look it up in the phone book. What the phone book? <laughs> I'll show you in the morning. Phone? Fine. Thank you. It'll be charging downstairs. Now go to bed. Good night. Are you still there? It's your turn to play. Wait a minute. Good night, Bradley. Was that... Was that your phone? Oh, it's nothing. Go to sleep. No, no, no. Hold on just a minute. Are you still there? It's your turn to play. What's up with your phone? It's just... I was just... We're playing online bridge. A card game? I thought it was bedtime. Oh, it is. I'm done playing. Good night, Bradley. If you're done playing, then turn off your phone. I will. Let me see you turn it off. Um, I can't. I, um... I need the alarm to wake me up in the morning so I can wake you up. Doesn't Mom have an alarm clock? Hmm, well, yes. Then how about you charge your phone up next to mine in the kitchen tonight and then use the alarm clock? I guess I could do that. Perfect. Good night, Dad. Sleep tight. <laughs> Good night, Bradley. Are you still there? It's your turn to play. Oh, be quiet. My parents, you know, just to kind of negotiate mm -hmm. what's going on. It would have been more like, okay, take the phone, good night, bye. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we have something else going on here. Okay, so uh, this looks like, Dr. Lee said this is for you, this looks like a, a good old case of do as I say, not as I do. Now, what does the dad's attitude do to the phone rules, and whom do they apply to in this scenario? I think I get the spirit of it. So many times as parents, we're trying to establish rules that just for the kids, and but for us, it's different. I will say, though, my rule in my family is mm -hmm. that when the kids go to bed and then it's my time or my husband's and I time, so we can play on the phone if we want to or be in the computer. That's mm -hmm. adult time. So, I mean, I get it. I think as parents, you can have those boundaries as well. There's a point in time for it. There's a place for it. But I think the concept here is that so many times we're exposing our kids and defining all sorts of rules, but we don't want to do it all the time. How many times are we busy, you know, texting and, and doing our thing at dinner time or at a time that we shouldn't really, you know, it's not optimal. We can put that away like in the car and, this, you know, we're driving or, or what have you. And we're doing that and then we're demanding them from them something else. And so that's what creates a sense of discontent mm -hmm. and a lack of trust mm -hmm. from kids to us because they feel like we don't have integrity. We're expecting for them to abide by certain values, but we're not living them to par. And with technology, it's just as difficult for us parents to abide by those rules. It's amazing how addictive and how very consuming it is. And so we almost have to be pretty firm with ourselves first before we start demanding so much from our kids, I think. Yeah, self-discipline, no doubt. Kind of getting that social media game plan for both parents and the kids. What can be the ideal social media game plan, Laura, that can work for everyone in the family? Well, certainly, I mean, like she was just saying, the idea of living up to those standards together, having conversations, creating an agreement that the ad family adheres to, but it doesn't stop there. I mean, think of it as any game, right? You don't just huddle 
at the beginning before you go onto the field. You're talking with the team throughout the game. You're huddling after it. You're planning ahead to the next one. And social media is no different. When you give your child a phone, you're huddling before then. You're huddling after then. You're asking them, you know, hey, who are you following? Can I see? And any new apps that you're using, um, you know, the new app TBH, which just came out, it stands for To Be Honest, big with middle schoolers. The new app Saraha is now making its way out, anonymous app that links up with uh-huh. Snapchat. But parents, it's, it's impossible to try to stay ahead on your own. Encourage your child to coach up to you, but also remind them that they also have to coach down because they're a role model as well to other kids who are on social media. I think that's really empowering, especially for high school students. But um, I mean, one of the core things that I think uh, any parent would agree with, kids can't be what they can't see. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, kids cannot mm-hmm. be what they can't see. And so it's important that they get positive role models in their life. It's not just the parents. It's positive role models in their feeds as well who see. And so your kids can see what using social media positively looks like, sharing your core values, your interests, your passions in life. And there are so many role models that are out there on social media that are ready to inspire your kid. Again, we need to help encourage our kids to be seeing more positivity like that. Now, based on your personal experience, how do you approach parents and teens about this specific subject and what has been the response? I think you all said it at the beginning is that every parent is feeling overwhelmed right now and Mm. start to get this sense of, you know, am I not a good parent? I haven't figured this out yet. And you're a wonderful parent. Parents everywhere are trying to figure this out. And You know, what we hear from parents is, I feel like I'm so much, you know, so many times playing whack-a-mole, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this situation happened, now I have to deal with it. Now my kid's involved with this group text, and now I have to deal with it. And it's like whack-a-mole every day, you know, let alone every, you know, every week. I think the best thing you could do is turn it from reacting to approaching it in a proactive way. Ask your child, you know, what if this were to happen to you? What if you were in a passenger seat of a car where your friend was driving and using the phone while they were driving to send messages? What would you do? And when you coach them in those what if moments, don't use any don'ts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Avoid using any don'ts. Well, I tell them don't use the phone. Well, no, no, no. Is there anything else you could do? Maybe you could take the phone out of their hand. What if coaching is so powerful to proactively equip your child, not if, but when they experience these moments on social media? Our team, we get it. It's hard to imagine all the scenarios that could come. Our team at the Social Institute, we developed a resource called the Social Locker Room, and you can mm-hmm. find it on our website. It's called the socialinstitute.com, where we teach parents how to stay ahead of the game at social media. So it's, a, it's an ongoing resource that parents are welcome to use to help your child with social media. Now, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump over to our next skit. This is a real cool one. It's called a Cyber Backing. Cyber Backing, coming up next. Hi, Facebook Hive Mind. Just wanted to say, you're awesome. Keep following your dreams. I believe in you. Have an amazing day. Oh, look at me. I'm so scared no one likes me. I'll say anything for attention. Do you like me yet? I'm sorry if I offended you. Do I know you? 
I'm sorry I offended you. Do I know you? I can't offend anyone. I have to be friends with everyone. Ugh. Um, all right. Awkward emoji. Have a nice day. Your face looks like a melted Halloween mask. Angry emoji. Hey, troll, leave my friend alone. Myra is the sweetest, most genuine person I've ever met. Well, she was just taking a moment to put some good vibes into the universe. If you have a problem with that, just unfriend her. Oh, hello, person who butts into random conversations. Are you that desperate for attention? Excuse me? I'm not the one who's desperate for attention here. Social media is an open community. I can comment on whatever I want, and if you keep coming at my girl Myra, I'll keep defending her every day of the week. Thanks, Dion. BTW, I saw the pics you posted from that cooking class in Cambodia. That food looks so good. You'll have to show me the recipe when you get back. Hungry emoji, laughing emoji. Ew, I better compliment you so you still like me. That food you paid too much money for looks so good. Ew, oh y'all, I'm just gonna post pictures of my food even though no one cares and it's so dumb. Ew. Hey, side eye emoji. What are you doing here? You're nothing but a troll. Get out of here, troll. Exasperated emoji. Hi, Myra. Hi, Dion. I'm having an awesome day. Hope you are too. Smiley face emoji. What do you say we play tennis when Dion gets back into town? Hey, Jimmy. I'm always down for tennis. Let's do it. I'm back next week. Tennis racket emoji. It's amazing weather for tennis. I'm down. Awesome. Ooh, awesome. Amazing. Awesome. I only know two adjectives. Yo, my redactor, what are you doing now? You want to grab lunch soon? Maybe a scone? Yo, you want to grab some lunch? Maybe a scone? Absolutely. DM me. Absolutely. DM me. Oh, jealous. Sad emoji. I miss you guys so much. Hey, stop ignoring me. You two really are my bestest friends. I'm losing my power. Pay attention to me. BFFs, y'all. Defeated emoji. Ah. Was that you, Vettel? <laughs> oh, oh, no. That, was, that wasn't you, Vettel? That was not me. <laughs> Ew. 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 You just went attention. Ew. I know, right? Okay, Goodness. so we're back. Uh, Laura, I'm going to pitch this to you. Uh, Cyberbacking is one of those things you talk to about teens and their parents. Tell us a little bit more about this and how parents can teach their kids to be on the lookout and how to manage these type of situations. Yeah, it's a great question. And it's better time, best time of the year to teach your kids. It's, it's National Bullying Prevention Month mm -hmm. this month. Yeah, and so many kids out there... A lot of experience cyberbullying, but think about it. Even more kids are seeing cyberbullying happen to another friend. And that's what we think about when we think about cyberbacking is we, you know, we tell kids, live your core values and, and stand up, have a friend's back if you see them, if you see any bullying happen online. And I get it. You know, we're, we, we need to be kind to one another. And, you know, that's so important offline and online. Mm -hmm. um, the fact is cyberbullying will continue to be out there in the meantime. And if, if your child sees something, you know, and tell them to reach out, you know, send a private direct 
message on Instagram or Snapchat to that friend and say, hey, buddy, you know, not all of us at the school are like that. Sit with us at lunch tomorrow. Teach our kids how to be supporting one another with technology and lifting each other up, I think, is is so important these days. If they do get bullied, we also tell kids, stop, screenshot, block and talk. Stop what you're doing. Don't retaliate um, and fire back a message to the bully. Stop. Mm -hmm. Just stop. Take a breather. Screenshot the message so that you can go tell an adult. Consider blocking them because you don't want to surround yourself with people like that Mm -hmm. online or offline. And last but not least is talk to a trusted adult. That could be your parent. That could be a teacher. That could be your cool Aunt Sue that you're texting with every other week. But encourage kids to coach up and huddle with you when they need to talk it out. Stop screenshot and block them and block them. Now, this is for Dr. Alicia. Many kids and young adults can experience self-esteem issues. And I think we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, their self-esteem on either likes or comments made on their posts, etc. With kids being vulnerable to that, how can we equip or how can parents equip their kids to be mentally and emotionally ready for a potential negative media experience or social media experience. Yeah, people are very mean online and amazingly they're way meaner hiding under the typing. It's easier to be nasty than Mm -hmm. face-to-face to to augment that to the 100th degree. I like the approach of being able to have boundaries because just teaching your kids to be self-aware and don't accept garbage in, you know, Mm -hmm. and just being able to remove yourself from garbage that's very toxic. And you do that with, with any type of you know verbally or physically abusive relationship you want to teach teach people to just you don't stand there and receive things that are just going to be very undermining you as an individual and I think I think as parents we need to speak value to our kids treasure them and tell them you are good you are worth you are valued you are loved and when something comes your way that goes against that don't sit there and take it you know, that just taints you. That's going to put you down and get away from the circumstance. You know, like what was shared, block it, take a screenshot, like as was mentioned, get away from that. But you're not garbage. So don't, don't let yourself be treated as garbage. Love Thank it. you for that advice, doctor. And we're going to head on over to Laura again, Laura. The Social Media Institute has a locker room of resources for teens and parents. Uh, Laura, tell us a little bit more how people can access this information, please. Yeah. The social locker room is created for parents. We want to keep parents ahead of the game, perhaps maybe ahead of your kids on social media. And the social locker room does that. You can learn more about it at thesocialinstitute.com. We have conversation guides for your child. We give you the apps that your child is using and awesome breakdowns of it. But it it helps you stay ahead of the game. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation and such a needed conversation. Do you have any closing thoughts, doctor or Laura? I think just as parents, let's we know we have a difficult age where we're just being bombarded with social media and everything that that encompasses. So we want to recognize and value again the great work that we're doing. And I think tips like this just help us be more prepared and do parenting with our eyes opened so things don't come later and it's even harder, more of a struggle. Excellent advice. To add to that, I'd say, you know, social media is not going away anytime soon. It's how kids socialize. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's equip them to navigate this thing positively. Great stuff. For more relevant topics, download the Struggle Israel app and share it. Since we're talking about social media, share it with friends and colleagues and everybody that you know. 
That's right. You can also get supporting blogs, tips, and more via social media using the hashtag #TheStruggleIsReal or hashtag #TSIR. Awesome. So resources for the classroom or for personal use are also available on the Family Bridges app. Thank you so much for listening to The Struggle Is Real. I'm Veronica Avila. And on this side, Omar Ramos. Till next time. This was The Struggle Is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle Is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com. 